Hello everyone, I'm Rody, student web designer and web developer. Today, we're going to be talking about learning modern JavaScript. So if you want to learn some tips, some tricks, and some guides that I'm using to help me on my JavaScript um, engineering journey, then you're definitely going to want to stick around for this type of content. And if this is something that you are interested in, all you have to do is just like it and share it so it shows that there is a bit of interest. And if you do have a topic in mind that you want me to talk about, please feel more than free to, of course, um, let me know in the comment section of my Twitter. So I guess I should start off with really talking about like what is JavaScript, not like a full in-depth thing. Obviously, people coming in here are going to have somewhat of an idea of it. And then I'm going to go over some tips um, and some guides that I have used to help me. Um, they're not going to be like super in-depth, but I think it'll definitely give you a good idea of when you're not sure exactly what you're doing and you don't know if you're on the right, um, if you're on the right track. And if you are on the right track, you know, then you're going to say, oh, okay, you know, I'm probably, I'm doing a good job. So I'm just going to keep going in this direction. So first, again, like I said, I'm going to talk about the language itself. So, yes, JavaScript is a programming language, like, you know, like C++ and Python and all that other good stuff. But JavaScript is only as powerful as it is in the browser. So, yes, there are um, tools that we can use to help JavaScript become more, you know, reliable outside of the browser, like Node.js um, and ESX modules and all that great stuff. But again, JavaScript and in its, in its creation was mainly used in the browser. And, you know, that's where it's at its most powerful. It can't handle things like callbacks and, you know, async and await and fetch requests by itself. It needs help for the browser. And the browser, of course, is built on other programming languages. Python, for example, um, Google's V8 engine, depending on the browser, you know, the browser will interpret JavaScript in the way that they best can. So that is something that you should keep in mind. It's not like it is a programming language, but it's not exactly what a backend programming language is, you know, fully set up as, you know, those things have their own IDEs and, you know, they're very powerful in themselves. JavaScript is not very powerful in itself, um, but it can definitely do a lot of things that I wouldn't say that programming languages can't do, but JavaScript is much more flexible um, than a lot of programming languages. And it's the easiest to get into, which is probably why it's very popular, um, is because of how intuitive it can be at a glance, um, which is great. Um, if you're an intuitive person, JavaScript is definitely going to be a great language for you to learn. Of course, with CSS and HTML, you know, the whole front end stack, of course. So I just wanted that to be aware before, you know, you dive into it and you think, oh, JavaScript is going to be hard. JavaScript, yes, it is going to be hard. But, it, you know, that's just because it has this really weird, very easy at first intuity. Um, and then it just gets deceptively very, 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 very easy and easy. And then it just all of a sudden gets hard because you start realizing you really don't know a lot once you start, you know, getting more into it. And I really feel like that's with anything in life, like, you know, with any sport or whatever. Like, you know, at first it may be easy. You can dribble a basketball, but, you know, then it becomes harder when you actually have to play defense and all that stuff. Like, it's, it's, you got to learn the learning. You got to go through the learning curve. So some tips that I'll go through is I'm going to just actually go over tips that I took that made me start becoming a much better self-learner. Um, even though I am a student, I do have a curriculum somewhat set up for me. And that is read articles and do not be 
not gullible, I don't think that's the nice word to use, but, you know, definitely um, think about the grander perspective of what you're learning and what you're watching. So, by what I mean, um, you know, read is, read articles. I didn't read articles. I didn't read, like, for example, um, W3 Schools. I didn't read um, the Mozilla Developer um, articles. I didn't read any of that. I just would prefer go to a YouTube video so someone can tell me and someone can visually show me because I'm a visual learner. That's how I am. If you, if I can't see what you're talking about, it's going to be very hard for me to communicate with you. So that's how I am. But I did have to force it upon myself to start learning to read articles and then putting it into practice myself because what I'm trying to do it may not be already made and you know if everything was already made for you and everything was already like done and there was a perfect video on it there would really be no need for more developers because you know we'll just ask that developer who made that article about it that's why they're asking people like you and me you know people that are junior developers or people that are just learning how to be developers they're asking us because there's stuff that they don't know how to do and we're going to be the future so we have to take in that milestone and help build those projects that are not out yet so that's why i say read because a lot of time when you become i i wouldn't I mean, I'm not in the industry. I've never been in the industry, but I'm just going to say this um, off of a very big milestone. I'm pretty sure maybe seven times out of 10, not seven times out of 10, I'm sorry, maybe um, five times out of 10, you're going to be working on something that has not been done in a company if you do want to work for a company or for a client or if you're freelancing or whatever. You're doing something that probably has not been typically done yet in the way that the client wants. So you have to figure it out. You know, that's why they're that's why they're employing you, because, you know, if the resource was out there, they wouldn't ask for you. LOL. They will ask for, you know, the person that had the resource or if they had the money, they would. But they're asking you to do it. So I definitely will take advantage of reading articles because, again, you have to practice what you're reading, you know, just like with school or whatever. Um, not really big a fan of like high school and all that, you know, like reading Shakespeare and stuff, but there is real world application when you read something and then you put it into your own practice. So definitely read articles. Yes, they can seem boring, highlighted, you know, use control F to find keywords that you're looking for. If you have to find a certain type of content, whatever you have to do to find that information, just do it. Um, a video, yes, is great, but a video will a video is, will only tell you so much in the short time that they have to grab you in. And the other thing that I want to say is also is don't be I wouldn't say gullible, but don't be don't have a hundred percent trust in a lot of YouTube videos that you watch. And I'm not saying that to like you know say that you know YouTubers are like kind of like scams or what. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that. You know, they show you a, a very, they show you a, a golden side to programming. You know, like you're going to have all the answers and you're going to know what to do and they're coding, you're not stopping at all. And coding is not like that at all. These YouTubers, they don't do it purposefully. It's, it's really, it's not their fault. It's really, honestly, in a way, the consumer's fault. Because when you're watching a code along, you know, the idea is to code along with them. So, you know, if you see them actually do the work process, which is thinking, reading articles, testing their code, debugging their code in a browser, 
you're not gonna want to watch their video but honestly the people that do do that those are the people you really should be looking at because you're really getting an idea of their thinking process now again if you're just watching a youtube video and you have and you already know what you're trying to do but you just don't know how to do it and you just need to watch a video to see like something super simple or whatever go ahead do it i do that all the time but if you're trying to like let's say learn javascript in four hours that person that's providing that video is not going to do you justice at all because you can't learn javascript in four hours i'm going to be quite frank with you you can't learn it in four hours you can't even learn html in four hours maybe if you have a good understanding of the programming language already before you start learning it that's a different story but just like anything else in the world a sport a subject you're learning you can't learn it in four hours no one can put you know so much time and condense it down to something that is so easily digestible so not me saying don't be fooled but definitely look but definitely look at the grand perspective of what you're learning because it is very intuitive at a glance but it is very deceptively easy as well that you'll get into it you'll start doing it but when you walk away from it you won't know how to do it yourself and you know, that's where people, you may hear some people say, like, the YouTube hell, like, you know, you're just watching video after video, or tutorial hell, whatever it's called. Um, you know, definitely be very careful of that, where you're just going through tutorials, and you're not really learning anything. You're just learning how to, you're just learning kind of like a, a, a false way of coding, because when you when you are employed, you're definitely how YouTubers code, that's not how you're going to code, I, I promise you. You're not going to just like be typing lines of code and, you know, already have any answer and all this other stuff. They most likely are using working versions of their projects and they're just looking at it um, from another monitor or something, whatever it may be. I'm just letting you know it's not it's not a shade. It's no nothing. I'm just being just very frank with you. Um, um, but what else would I say? But definitely watch them if you just want to get an idea of something. Um. So I guess those would be my, I guess that's my tips. But the guy that will say that I use is, well, first off, let me actually give you some stepping stones to let you know if you are going in the right direction for learning. And if you are maybe learning quote unquote relevant information. And I'm talking about, and I'm going to be talking about this in a spectrum of like in a quote unquote naive developer to a productive, fully deployable de um, developer. That's kind of the scale that I'm going to be talking about. And I'm not a fully deployed, you know, quote unquote, employable developer yet. But um, I definitely do know where I need to start going to get to that point. So I'm just so what I'm basically saying is because, you know, this podcast is on the perspective of a student. If you're going in the way of what the student is learning, you're most likely learning relevant, real, applicable information that you can use for a job and that can help you nail the interview. Um, so that's just where I'm going with this. That's the whole point of this podcast as well, just to get a perspective of what self-learners and students are doing because we're not all developers yet. We're not all, you know, in really big company making six figures just yet. We're trying to get there. So let's learn all together how to get there. Let's build that community together to get there. So I would say the first thing, obviously, and I'm just going to like go super quick over these first few things and then go over the more somewhat complicated things. 
but obviously learn how to do assignments, you know, with your variables, understand how uh, how objects work in JavaScript, understand how the DOM works. In my first segment, I probably went 10 minutes just talking about how important it is to know the DOM. If you don't know how to, if you don't know how the document object model works in your browser, you are not going to be a good developer. I'm just going to say this. You're not going to be a good developer. You have to know how to use you have, you must have it ingrained in your head. You must know how the DOM works. You must know how elements work. You must know how objects work. You cannot call yourself a developer if you don't even understand that basic concept. I'm sorry. It is very. It is. It, it is. It may seem kind of. It may seem kind of br- like kind of blunt, but it is very true. Those are very basic things that you have to know before you go anywhere with your JavaScript journey. Um. What else? And once you have a good understanding of that, play around with uh, with if else statements, learn the loops, don't gloss over them, really learn them, learn while loops, learn do while loops, learn for loops, um, you know, really get used to it um, on how loops work. And then once you've gone for loops and you probably, you know, got a good understanding of them, you know, start learning about, you know, arrays and start learning about how arrays are objects and, you know, how the arrays are, you know, in positions, how it starts at zero and, you know, from so on. Like, start learning that stuff, you know, get really trivial with JavaScript in a way. I would say learn the quote-unquote weird stuff of JavaScript first before you start learning the more advanced things. You definitely should know the difference of your primitive types because when you're using if statements... and testing your code and testing your logic, you're definitely going to want to know the difference between an integer and a string. Um, You're definitely going to want to know what the double um, equal operator does. You're definitely going to know what the difference between the double equal operator and the triple equal operator. If you don't know what that stuff is, you probably should stop and just look at some tutorials and look at some, I mean, read some articles to make sure you understand these very basic things um that you know that are in javascript because these are things that have to be very second nature to you in order for you to move on to the advanced things um i would recommend going on w3 schools i would recommend reading the um mozilla developer guide i recommend even going to web dev simplified on youtube um i love that youtube channel in particular because he is so real he is so straight to the point he tells you everything that you need to know and he even told you and he even lets you know like you know what is really what developers really do you know he's a very reliable source and i can name like so many more people i'll probably do that probably make like who you should be watching kind of podcasts or something like that who you should be listening to what articles you should be reading but i definitely do recommend web Death simplified i think he's definitely someone that makes code very digestible um because there are a lot of people that make code very undigestible um and so that's that you know but other than that learn how to iterate for arrays with your loops and i mean start playing around with an object like play around with the math object play around with properties um you know math.random math.floor start playing around with that you know then you can probably make a little project like make like a calorie counter or something or make like a random number generator i don't know just get used get used to making these very simple data structures um you know get very used and even though your code may look quote-unquote ugly may not look beautiful the thing is you just should be able to understand your code if you're able to understand your own code and you're able to get a good asset of like how properties work and how objects work and how 
you know, how you can, like, manipulate the DOM and all that other stuff, then I would say you should probably start moving on to more, to more quote-unquote advanced topics in JavaScript. But definitely stick around if you are someone that is kind of unsure what you're doing. If you really, if, if, like, you know, ask yourself, do I know what an object is? If you don't know what an object is, you probably should read some more articles, read some more videos, and really get an understanding. If you don't know what a DOM is, stay back, you know, understand what that is. If you don't know what properties are, and I'm going to let you know something about me. I didn't know the difference between properties and methods for a good month into my JavaScript journey, and that is kind of, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but it's kind of like, you know, that is very important to know. Like, if you don't know the differences between them, you probably need to, you know, obviously, what's it called? Like, stick, you know, stick around to those subjects. Um, if you, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, yeah, and of course, learn how to debug your code, how to look at your console or your terminal. Um, I use my, I use um, Visual Studio Code, and it comes with its own terminal, but at the same time, I still use the browser. Um, what's it called? Console log to always see what what's wrong with my code. I use I use them both. They're both great. Um, what's it called? I don't. I mean, I think that using a browser is okay. I would say get more used to using a terminal. The terminal is a little more reliable, even though it's more vague in my opinion to read what is actually wrong with your code. I feel like it's more in a sense reliable. Um, and also, of course, learn the differences between, like, the local scope and global scope. Obviously, if you're trying to, like, uh, you know, grab your variables inside the function and it's not even, like, passed out of your function, you know, <laughs> like, if you don't understand that stuff, you need to really, like, stay back and really understand, like, how JavaScript works. Because when you start learning more about it, I'm telling you, you're going to get so confused very quickly, very quickly. Um, so those are those things. But after that, you know, once you have, like, a good, I would say, you know, understanding of the very basic concepts and, you know, you're able, if you know what an object is, you know how to assign variables, you know how to write if-else statements, you know how to do simple tests with your code, you know how to, like, debug it and all that, that's great, you know, you're doing something that a lot of people, you know, don't like doing because they just want to write code and look cool and all that other stuff, lol, um, I will say once you get into that, then I will say start learning about how to write JSON, which is JavaScript object notation. Um, you know, start getting used to that because that is going to be a big way of how you, you know, utilize data. That's going to be a way of how you basically send data to APIs and servers. Um, it's very popular, the JSON writing notation format. It's very popular to use. Um, because with that, you know, obviously, you can communicate with even other programming languages with it. It's very powerful in itself if you know how to write in that context. And I don't know how to write JSON, like, notation perfectly all the time. I'm not saying, like, I don't know how to do it. I'm just saying, like, there's times where I'll accidentally, like, you know, leave white spaces and then, you know, the code can't be interpreted. So I do use, like, JSON validators to make sure that I'm writing, like, valid JSON. And maybe sometimes I'll forget a comma whatever but you know definitely use um a json validator if if you want to to make sure that you know that you're writing valid json of course um if you're not already playing around with functions play more with functions and learn how to pass things and learn how to utilize it and start going for more recursion like start learning recursion how to 
you know, invoke functions within a function. Um, honestly, I would say learn data structures um, before you learn recursion. And the reason how come I say that is because obviously I go to a traditional school, so of course they're going to make me learn something that is more um, gen ed based, like math and all that. But I feel like that learning data structures or really just getting to intro to data structures is a good way to make yourself a good developer because you'll look at code in a more um, logical way in a sense. Um, like, I don't know how to explain, but when I look at code, I kind of like this kind of, it's kind of like searching a story for me. If I didn't know what the problem was, I'll kind of like literally go through every line of my code to see like what, what was the problem. And that's not the approach you want. You want to definitely know how your code works from top to bottom. And you want to definitely know if your data structures are not just, you know, working, but even optimal. So yes, I would say learn data structures. There's a lot of people that you can learn it from. Colt Steele from Udemy is a great place. I think he also has a YouTube channel that does that. Web Dev Simplified definitely goes over a bit of data structures. He goes over some sorting algorithms. Um, but I will say only learn the sorting algorithms because they'll really tell you, they'll really kind of show you and really force you to understand how you're writing your code. Um, and you'll start learning how to make optimal code and make code that isn't just like slow and sluggish and repetitive and you know, all this other stuff. Um, once you learn how to make efficient code, once you learn how to make um, efficient, reusable code, I will say you're moving out of that point where you're not just like as naive, you're kind of getting more functional, you're becoming more of a functional JavaScript developer. You know, when this is not good code, you know when it's not very, um, you know when that is kind of like doing too much redundant. Um, I feel like the quote unquote, the lazier you are, the better you are with writing your code because you're going to write code that is very universal, that is very flexible, that is very reusable. And that, I guess, brings me on to my next point is really learning more about like JavaScript classes, learn more about inheritance. Um, this is something that you should get into if you want to become a very good productive developer. It'll definitely um, put you on the next level, in my opinion. Yes, learning data structures, in my opinion, will definitely do that too. But, you know, start learning about how JavaScript works behind the scenes. Like, learn about prototype inheritance. Um, learn about, like, encapsulation, abstract, like, abstraction, inheritance, and polymorphism. You know, really start learning about these concepts about, like, um, the ESS classes and really start... Because when you start getting used to doing this, when you learn how to inherit properties and inherit um, functions to, you know... You know, when you start learning how to do that, when you start learning how to inherit your functions to objects, that's when I feel like you're going to become very productive because, you know, you're not going to be, you're going to not just make functional code. You're not going to just make reusable code, but you're going to make readable code. You're going to make code that is, that is very readable and very useful to developer to developer. And it's going to be very useful and it's going to really make you stand out more. It's, like when you start using constructors, when you when you're good at constructors, when you're good at writing classes, when you understand how classes work in JavaScript, when you learn how inheritance work in JavaScript, when you learn how binding works in JavaScript, you're definitely putting yourself on a higher playing field than most people. I've read a lot of articles about how like you know very low percentage of JavaScript developers don't know how prototype inheritance work. If you know how it works, I'm telling you, you're gonna be. You're definitely going to be, 
you're going to be more employable because you're going to understand code on a different level than someone that doesn't know it. Because not only do you know how JavaScript works from a visual standpoint, how, you know, how the assignments and all that work, but you also know how it works behind the scenes. And that is something that is more valuable. Someone that understands the fundamentals than someone that knows something that's quote unquote trendy. Um, so there's that. And I would say really play around with this, like make more projects where you are forced to use reusable code. The more and more you have to make reusable code, the more and more you have to, you know, be dependent on your code. Like for example, like I brought up recursion. Recursion, like recursion is basically, you know, utilizing your code. I mean, it's the whole point of like, you know, object-oriented programming. You know, when you start getting more into object-oriented programming, that's when you're going to start noticing reusable code is not something that is just needed. I mean, not something that is just um, nicer in the grand scheme of things, but it's definitely more useful because from developer to developer, you'll be able to make code that they can understand and they can definitely use and build upon. And that's definitely what you want. That'll definitely put you in the range of a more productive de- um, developer. So after that, I would say just start building more projects. Build more projects where, you know, you make more reusable code. And when you start being able to do that, with, you know, when you start being able to do that, when you start being able to play around the class constructors and all that and really grabbing elements with your CSS, I mean, LOL, LOL. Um, when you're able to grab, you know, CSS elements with your JavaScript and, you know, change them dynamically and, you know, really manipulate the DOM with reusable code in your JS files, that's when I'll also say um, start getting more into you. I mean, start learning more about um, asynchronous coding. Um, you know, start learning more about async and await, you know, the more newer ways to use JavaScript, you know, get more used to where you don't have to start using callbacks as well, recursion, um, because when you start writing recursive code, you may start having, you may start noticing that you may need one thing to run before another thing, or you may need to know, or you may need to have code that's running, even though that one code has not went through, because you're going to start learning something. And that is JavaScript is a single thread programming language. That is that it runs one line at a time, kind of, in a way. So by itself, it's not very powerful. So with that being said, you know, you need to make your JavaScript appear as if it's asynchronous. You need to make it appear as if, you know, it is actually dynamic. And the best way to do that is to learn Ajax and to learn asynchronous coding. Um, So let's say like you're loading data or something. And, you know, while the data is loading, you still want something else to run. Like, maybe, like, you're loading some data from, like, a website. But, you know, while the data is loading, you want to add more presets to whatever that's being loaded. That's fine. You can definitely do that. But, you know, but to make it not be sluggish and to make it not, like, error and to make it free of errors... Learning how to write um, asynchronous code will definitely save you, especially when you're dealing with like data, with APIs, and with servers, because there's gonna be times where you don't catch and where you don't catch um, a, an um, HTTP request or an API request, and you know, so your code's gonna have to do something else instead. Or while that's happening, while it's trying again, your code's gonna have to do something else. It's gonna. So I mean, once you. So that's when I definitely will say you have to start reading more because 
I'm not gonna lie, I'm still on, I'm still reading more about, like, um, you know, making really good HTTP requests, and, you know, really working with APIs, because, one, APIs are not how they used to be a few years ago, like, at the time, you can really, like, I think almost every website had, like, an API or whatever, but now they don't, now it's, like, they're locked, so it's very hard to play around with APIs now, um, so that's when I would say, yes, this is the time where you should start getting more YouTube tutorial and more Udemy kind of based, and by that, I mean, what I'm saying is that that's when you should really start learning how to build projects and start doing those quote-unquote code along because now you understand javascript code so it's like okay at this point it's okay for me to do it and you can see tips and ways how they're utilizing their code and how they're that's when i would say you start doing that because you know you're going to see all different approaches to you know handle asynchronous code and how to handle HTTP requests. You're going to see all different ways about that, and that's great. So that's why I would say do it. But don't do it when you're just learning, because when you're just learning, you're going to get yourself so confused trying to read all that code that they have, and you're going to get, like, this false kind of, like, golden scheme of things of how it works. Um, because a lot of the time when you're, ra- when you're writing all this code, when you're writing, you know, your asynchronous code, and you're trying to write these fetch requests, you may not ever get a request from your server. And, you know, you have to make really good errors um, handlers for that. So that's why I would say, you know, get more used to writing code efficiently before you start looking at people that already have efficient working code because that'll give you a false impression very easily of how it should work. So, but when you're there, you'll start noticing, okay, that's not gonna work because, you know, I'm doing this with my code. So either I have to make my code like theirs or I have to learn how to manipulate my code in a way that they're doing it. So that's so i mean that's um so i mean that that's what i have to say on that perspective at least so um so definitely stick around with that because i'm definitely sticking around with it um i'm not the best at doing it um and it's only because like well you know there is no excuse i'm not very good at it and i mean i am good at it but i'm not like how really good as i should be and it's really just because i don't really have a lot of projects to really rely on making HTTP requests and, you know, really utilizing APIs. Um, I found some courses on Udemy that go over it that have free API keys that I can use. So now I can start getting more into it. But when I was first learning, it was very trivial. It was very trivial because I wasn't working with like valid URL links or valid, um, you know, server links. And also I didn't want to start learning how to build servers and learn how to talk to servers, like, you know, using, you know, PHP or something, because I'm learning JavaScript, and I'm, lear- I'm not learning PHP. Um, that, that is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to learn multiple things at once. Also, that's another thing. Stay, learn one thing at once. Um, don't start trying to learn, like, seven different things at once. Learn one thing at once. It saves you a lot of trouble. So, but... Getting back onto that subject, yes, get more into writing, you know, asynchronous code and writing, you know, JavaScript classes, start getting used to, you know, manipulating the DOM and all that. And after that, um, I would then say at that point, then, you know, like I said, make projects, make more and more projects, um, learn how to build stuff, you know, that website or that websites are using because, then you're going to start noticing something where 
you know, you're, you're, you're going to start noticing that your code needs to be flexible itself. So like, yeah, your code is flexible, it's reusable, but it may not be usable for a particular browser or, you know, you, and that's where you're going to be like, ah, crap. Like, you know, like I may have to write all my code in a certain way so a browser can read it or a browser can interpret it. And that's where you don't need to do that no more because there's, you know, we have ESX modules now. We have Webpack, we have Babel, we have, you know, we have um, NPM. We have all these great technologies that can help compress, configure, and send files and send, you know, pre-existing versions of your JavaScript with ease. And this is where you're more into the developer um, you know, the, you know, the more industrial kind of developer, you know, productive developer kind of phase, because when you're not only making your code reusable and your code, you know, very flexible and very readable, but you know, you're configuring files that can be re- reusable to almost any browser. That's when you're on a completely different level. That's when you're able to really, I would say, even start interviewing for jobs because, you know, you're on a level that a lot of people don't really get to because a lot of people either get stuck in the kind of trivial part of JavaScript and they don't really go anywhere, not like in a mean way or anything, like not saying like they don't go anywhere, but they're so focused on like, you know, this trivial things in JavaScript that don't exactly matter. Um, Like, you know, like they'll probably get more into like learning like a framework and learning like, you know, or like, you know, learning other frameworks or using frameworks in their projects, you know, that's great and all, but you know, it's about, if you're trying to learn JavaScript, you need to learn JavaScript before you learn a framework, in my opinion, because these frameworks will come and go. You need to learn something that's going to last and JavaScript is not going anywhere anytime soon. These frameworks that come out every single day, they're going to go away tomorrow. They're going to go away in a week because no one's using them really. You know, it's cool at a glance. It's cool for developers that are, you know, freelancers, but it's not going to help you in the long term in, in terms of like getting a job. You know, maybe, you know, if you're learning like React or something, okay, that's different because those are industry frameworks that are not going anywhere. They are used by Facebook and Amazon, you know, all these other places like Vue, Angular, they're maybe Angular, I don't know, but um, maybe not Angular, but you know, Vue and React, they're not going anywhere. Firebase is not going anywhere. So, you know, those are definitely frameworks that you want to learn. But, you know, stuff like, I don't even know, but like, you know, those frameworks that you that you see, like maybe some YouTubers use to make like something usable, that's great and all, but I'll definitely learn how to do it in vanilla JavaScript before you learn how to do it with a framework. Definitely learn how to do something in vanilla JavaScript before you do it in a framework. And not everything, because obviously, like, you know, even though React makes a lot of things easier, well, actually, never mind, because, I mean, frameworks are just supposed to make JavaScript really readable and more reusable and easier to write, in a sense. So, I would definitely say just learn to do an infinite JavaScript before you learn how to do it in a framework, because, you know, you should be able to dissect your, your vanilla JavaScript from your framework, um... And I'm thinking, I'm just gonna leave it at that because you know that's a whole topic in itself. But once you learn how to start using a command line, once you learn how to configure files with Babel and Webpack, you're gonna have to read a lot of articles on this because again, these technology change a lot very quickly too, like every year or so. So I'll definitely be reading bookmarks and pages, and always keep you know your grind on for learning. After that, I would then, 
Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, I think that's really it at that point. Um, I would say for at least learning JavaScript, you know, there's definitely something that you can do to make you more, you know, what's the word? I would definitely like make more scalable projects at this point, you know, like make like a movie finder API or something, or, you know, make, make a project that, you know, configures and generate the HTML file, make a project that is somewhat like, um, Microsoft, um, like, you know, make like a word document kind of like you know, a website or whatever, you know, start making bigger and bigger, you know, projects, because that's when you're going to start knowing, start telling yourself, I have to start reading, I have to start learning what, you know, industry developers are doing, and it'll help you build a very nice um, resume as well. So I'll definitely do that when you start getting, you know, get more comfortable, get more dangerous. And, you know, if you want to start at this point, learn a framework, I would say go ahead, jQuery, sure, you know, jQuery is still being used, I guess, you know, I think JavaScript, in, in my opinion, is, you know, it's, it's better than jQuery, but I think jQuery has its perks in some areas, for example, like, it's a more readable version of JavaScript, I don't know what that really means on the grand scheme of things, like, someone, like, I have some people tell me J- jQuery is a more readable framework, or is a more readable, more readable library, Sure, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I think I think that's true in the scheme that, yes, there's less to type. But, you know, JavaScript handles APIs and those fast requests way better than jQuery does. So, I guess whatever. Um, you know, or who knows? Um, learn React, learn Vue, learn Angular. Not all at once, learn one of them. Um, really, I think, you know, if you really want to know what framework to learn, one of the big three three frameworks if you really are not sure i would say learn the one that you are trying to get a job in or what's more used in your area i would say do that that can definitely help um but other than that um other than that that's really it i don't know really what else to say um because at this point you know when you get to this point you're already going to be a good self-learner. You're already going to be good at, you know, um, you're already going to be good at, um, what's it called? Teaching yourself and learning better, um, learning better practices. So right now I'm looking at my laptop. I see like all these bookmarks that I have because, you know, there's times where I just like forget a more useful way of how to do something. So I go back to this and revisit it and play around. So like I'll go to JS schools and I'll look at like JS input examples. I'll see like, you know, remove button from a drop list and they'll show me a way to remove, you know, items from a drop list and what's it called? And I'll just be like, oh yeah, you know, that's a very good way of doing that, you know, you know, I'm gonna use that in my project. So, you know, learn how to use other people's code. If if you have a GitHub account, that's great because you'll be able to see their repositories and get, you know, different versions of their projects or whatever. So that's pretty good in itself. Um, so I think what I'm basically trying to say in the grand scheme of things is like at first, you know, you gotta get there before you start doing all this great stuff. You gotta get to that point to where you start getting more comfortable and you're writing, you know, really advanced um, code. So I think I'm gonna stop it at there because at this point now I'm just kind of like talking, lol. And I definitely hope you enjoyed this segment, you know, getting more into like, 
you know, JavaScript engineering, and you're definitely getting to a point where you're getting more dangerous and you want to learn more, then definitely I would say start learning React, look at some Udemy courses, you know, see what actual industry developers are doing, try and get in contact with industry developers and see what they're doing. Uh, I'll definitely leave it at here. Um, thanks for enjoying the second um, installment of my podcast. Hopefully there'll be a third one pretty soon. I just need you guys' support and, you know, obviously to show me interest. Other than that, um, enjoy the rest of your day.